going on guys welcome 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 uh, in this video and in this podcast I'm going to be sharing with you uh, the 10 things that I wish I knew uh, as I was a new licensed life insurance agent now looking back on all the mistakes that I made I wish I had a video like this a lesson a journal to track before I got started because I made so many mistakes and if you don't know who I am my name is Peter Roberts I've uh, been a life insurance agent for over 16 months now. In my first 12 months, I've sold over $500,000 worth of final expense life insurance, grinding it out, getting my face kicked in, trying new leads, figuring out how the industry is actually shaped, and then I want to go ahead and build and change the industry. In the last eight months, I uh, built a life insurance or building a life insurance agency that is doing over six figures per month in production, leading by ethics, leading by service, and leading by trying to change this industry for the agents. So there was many times in my business and in my journey as a life insurance agent, I struggled. I said, is this industry what it's meant to be? Is it actually what people say it's about? I struggled. I got the chargebacks. I had the failures. I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. And I fell into some really, really, really terrible traps that I thought were right that really screwed me over in the beginning. So I want to share with you guys here in this episode uh, the 10 things that I would avoid So or or do differently, or the mistakes that I made. So the first thing I want to share with you is, number one, when I first got started, I was a life insurance agent with Northwestern Mutual. It's a, you know, it's a great company, um, but ultimately, one of the biggest mistakes that I would avoid at first as a life insurance agent is selling to friends and family. Now, I got my life insurance license. I had no idea what I was doing looking back. I was like, why did I spend time listening to people that were supposedly my mentors in the industry, but they were telling me to go through my contact list of, and I had so many weird meetings with my, my cousins, my uncles, my, my brother even, my friends that I grew up with, and I'm trying to sell them life insurance and you know put them in a better position. Come to find out that I really was just there, you know, I was a recruiting or I was just a lead funnel for them. Basically, they would recruit people, you're the recruit, and I didn't know at the same time, and they would bring it in and they would say, hey, get, get these people, these high contact people, and you're gonna go out there and call them, you're gonna set appointments, and I'm gonna go ahead and close them. And then guess what, you're gonna split the commissions. But you have 10, 15 new guys who are hungry, who are sold the dream, and they're gonna sell out their family, they're gonna sell out their friends just to get looked upon you know, well that they're doing successful in the life insurance industry. But it was a huge mistake that I made. If I had to look back, I would have never done that. Um, because you are basically a lead. If you're being told to sell your friends and family, I really would avoid doing that. You're gonna probably you know, hurt some people's feelings and you're gonna look back in a few years and be like, damn, why did I do that? So that's the first thing. That's the reason I first got started in the industry and I had my license. The second thing that is a huge mistake that a lot of people make that I made at first is that I didn't know what product I was selling, but most importantly, I didn't believe in the product that I was selling. Right now, if you're an agent, and you could not sell this policy or the product that you have, which is basically peace of mind or you know money if something happens to them, their families need this money. Uh, if you cannot sell this product that you're supposedly selling to people, whether if you're generating leads or you're going out there and you know finding people in the streets, wherever you're marketing, and you cannot sell this same product to your friends, to your brother, to your grandma, to your sister, to your mom and your dad, you need to question. And you also need to question the sales cycle that you have to take someone through. There's a lot of agencies out there that are all about bait and switch. And if right now having to buy old leads and you have to force these policies down their throat, you probably should avoid it. I did it for the longest time and I really wish I never took that approach. Uh, the second thing is the ethical um, backing behind the products that you actually write. When I first got started as an agent, I was told to sell one specific product because I had the highest compensation, but it wasn't best for the client. But I was told by my upline, by my leader, that you have to sell, that you have to sell, that you have to sell this. And looking back, I wish I knew how to structure my products. And what we focus on now is structuring your products as, you know, based off their age and their health and their situation. 
and doing your due diligence and doing your research as an agent before you get started knowing how well does these products actually serve people what is the financial standing of the products that you're selling like what is it you know what are you actually selling because you were just the middleman most of the time as a brokerage uh, broker in the life insurance industry so you really want to look at the product that you're selling before you sell something you don't actually believe in if you're struggling you're not making the money that you want to be making it's probably because you don't actually believe in the product that you're selling and you know that this is not the best product for people but you're still doing it because you're chasing the dream of making all the money in the industry the third um, real you know thing I wish I knew before I got started is that actually over 95 percent of agents don't make it past their first year in the business. Now it's kind of funny because as an insurance agent, you probably got recruited, and I sure did, by this is the largest financial industry that creates the most amount of millionaires. Have you heard of that? If so, you need to run. And the reason is, is because uh, that is an accurate statement for people who sell annuities and like large you know, investment products. It's a great product, but you're selling life insurance. It's so different than a financial service product such as the annuities or these you know, large financial um, 401k rollovers. But ultimately, I want you to share with you one, one thing that's really important. Most people do not make it. 99, 95 or 95% don't make it past their first year. What does that tell you? That unless you have a different skill set, unless you have a different drive, unless you're able to figure something out, you're going into an industry, you're going into a system that is literally broken. 95, 97% of people are going to fail around you. What makes you different? Do you have the skill sets, the grit, the ability to conquer and go through that to actually become the one or 2%? Do you actually have the ability? Now, most people say, oh, well, 92. Well, after the course of the year, when you get the chargebacks, and when you get the pain, and when you have to get the recruit, you have to manage this business, you're gonna see most people are gonna be dropping out like flies. And if you're in an organization right now, and I wish I looked at this earlier, who are coming in, recruiting all these people, and they're all dropping out like flies, it is a huge red flag. The fourth thing that I wish I knew was initially about chargebacks and how they could actually ruin your life. Um, because you're always told, you know, bring people in, recruit, and then no one really talks about chargebacks. You probably are an agent right now, and you've, this might be the first time you've ever heard about a chargeback. But in the life insurance, industry and when you're selling a financial product you know the insurance company is going to upfront you money so people are saying oh man i made forty thousand dollars last month month but if all their business didn't place or their their payments didn't go through or the client says i don't want that policy anymore you're obligated as a life insurance agent to refund the money that was given back to you now the problem is you might have spent that on leads or you might have balled out and wanted to take your girlfriend on a fancy dinner you probably want to do is spend that money and then that money has to be owed back to the life insurance you know, company that you sold their product from. And if you don't, you go into debt, okay? But chargebacks can ruin your life. And here's why. If you bring in hundreds of agents who have no idea what they're doing, and you're told to recruit, 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 they've never managed a business, they've never actually fulfilled a product before, and they're chasing the money, they could come in, this has happened to people, and I've heard the stories who've come in, they'll go ahead and write bad business, which means that they'll go ahead and sell policies to fake people, put fake socials, go ahead and fit, put fake bank account information. They'll get all this money advanced from the insurance company and they'll basically be like, peace out. Thanks for letting me use your contracts. You're never gonna find me again. And guess what? When that person has left and you have been assigned their upline, you sign a contract saying that if this person leaves, I am responsible for this debt. If this person is no longer able to pay their debt back, I am responsible. Which means when you have 100 agents, now you're responsible for 100 people's debt. When you have 200 agents, you're responsible for 200 people's debt. And if you just bring random people in who have no ethics, who have no moral compass, who have never sold, who have no business acumen, and have no idea what they're doing, what's gonna happen to you? 
This can wipe you out hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I want you to be aware of this. A lot of people are not willing to share the downsides. They say, build the business, build the business, build the business. But I've seen firsthand and I bought into that, man, I want to have all these agents, but I didn't realize how big a risk I was taking on if I went about that approach. Okay. The fifth mistake or thing that I wish I knew when I first got started was don't start recruiting until you can actually start money. I remember uh, the three letter IMO that I was with when I forgot, first got started. First thing they talked about, the first thing is recruit, recruit, recruit. Recruiting is the foundation for your business that you must recruit from day one, even though if you, that you have no idea what you're doing. And I take the whole opposite approach. I'm so glad that I listened to my inner voice that was like, do not do that. Because if you're not making money yourself, if you're not actually providing for your family, how are you going to fake this to people? And eventually when they find out that you screwed them over, this is a huge issue. And the reason that I actually left the three letter IMO was because of this principle. I told myself, this industry is so hard. The model that I'm currently in is so difficult that I don't even feel comfortable recruiting my brother, my family member, who I knew needed to make money. For example, I could make money, but I didn't have enough confidence that they could make money, which means why would I bring someone in? Why would I continue to do about that? And the goal of the financial service industry, like life insurance, is all about making money. You can make all this money. But if you can't make money for yourself, how do you expect to teach someone else to do it? And in your heart, if you know that you're not making money and that you can't do it, how do you go about training other people how to do it? And I never wanted to fake it, and I never would ever advise you to fake it until you make it. This is something that has pushed so much and so consistently in this industry. It completely blows my mind because one day you're going to look up, and for me at least, I was like, I am not willing to screw over hundreds of people to make a bag. I'm not willing to screw hundreds of hundreds of people up to maybe get you know successful. That is not cool. And this is what the recruiting industry does because you're recruiting people into a broken industry. You're going to tell them to do the same and you can screw people over because most people are not cut out for the industry. So if you're told recruit, 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 this is an issue. You're going to sit back and um, you're going to make a large mistake when you look up. And on top of that, the sixth thing that I wish I knew about it kind of goes hand in hand into recruiting is that passive income is a joke. Everyone sits back and I even hear it today as people you know want to speak to me. It's like, I want to build a life insurance agency. I want to sell life insurance because I want to make passive income. How many here could, you know, take a test and be like, that's why I want to build the, the business. Awesome. Okay. But if 95% people, 96, 97% of people fail the industry, how many people actually get to the end of that road where they can actually see the passive income? The passive income is typically built in months 10, 11, and 12 when the advance of the first nine months are over. But if you can't even make it to two months or three months, if you have no ability to retain customers, you don't know how to do customer service, if you don't know how to serve a client for life, if you sell bad products, if you get you know roped into selling a product that's too expensive or a product that you don't believe in, they're going to cancel that product and they're going to go ahead and never allow you to have that passive income. But the problem about passive income is that people think they're going to make all this passive income by recruiting all these people that they're going to do the work that you're going to sit at the top and you're going to let these people work hard grind their faces off and eventually you're going to have a big book of business and you're going to have passive income sipping your margaritas on a beach if that is your mentality get out of the industry this industry is harder this industry chews up spits out hundreds of thousands of people every year and if that's your mentality you are never going to make it and this is something that attracted me to the industry 
This is what I thought I was going to do. I was going to go ahead and recruit all these people. I was going to make all this money. But the problem is you have to recruit people into a business that's our, our, our model, an industry that's already broken. And then at the end of that, you're going to be the one or two few people that after screwing over thousands of people have sat there and made passive income. This industry, a part of that, if your goal is to sit back and make all this money and not do any work, you're going to get absolutely obliterated by people who are hungry, who want to win, who want to find a way, who want to figure this thing out because passive income is an absolute joke. And if someone's telling you that you're going to get, you're going to come in, you're going to recruit people, you're going to make passive income one day, your life is going to be changed. Go ahead and ask them. Let me see your bank account. Let me see if you're actually making passive income. The answer is they're probably not. They're selling you a fake dream. Okay. Now the seventh um, thing that I really wish I knew that is so crucial to your success as an agent is that if your leader is not leading you to success, if your leader is not in the game with you and teaching you and training you to become successful, you are in a bad opportunity vehicle. Okay. Training is one of the biggest things and one of the biggest reasons why agents fail in this industry. They're told, for example, whoever has a heartbeat, whoever can fog a mirror can come into the industry. There's no barrier to entry. As long as you can pass the exam, someone's going to pick you up. Go ahead and fill out an, an application on Indeed. And eventually this leader is going to promise you everything. You're going to come in. You're going to make $40,000 a month. I'm going to train you. I'm going to walk you through. This is exactly what happened to me. And then the minute that I got started, I got started. I was kicked to the wolves. I had to figure this out on my own. And that's cool for me. But most people are not set up to figure things out. Most people want to get plugged into a system where they can actually do this because if your leader's not in the game, if your leader's not sharing with you how he's successful or she's successful and how she's selling and how she can train you and pouring into you and spending time reviewing your calls, listening, have good infrastructure to help you become successful, then you are never going to really make it as a life insurance agent. And it's a, it's, it's a shame that all these people get promised you know, that their life is going to get changed in the interview, that they're going to have all these things fulfilled. And then the minute that they start or the minute they have a problem or the minute they have a question for their upline, where are they to be found? Nowhere. Because they're managing all these different fires, all these different people that came in and they have no time for you. And especially if you're not producing, if you're not producing, if you're not producing, I'm not giving that person time. Incorrect. There are so many people who have the customer service ability, that have the ability to love and help people, who have the potential, but don't have the person leading them or train them or guiding them to help them be great. And that is the goal of the leader. So if you've got into the system and your leader is nowhere to be found, you need to run. And this would have helped speed up my learning curve. This would have helped me make money faster. This would have helped me weed out that I'm in a BS company because I don't even see my leader. I don't know what's happening. They've promised me all this stuff. They're on the Zoom calls, but... I don't even see them doing what I want, want to do. They're not even where I want to be. But why am I still here? Okay. So make sure that you have a leader that's going to pour into you and your leader is going to train you and be a racer that's going to actually pour into all areas of your life to help you become better. The eighth mistake or the eighth thing that I really wish I knew before I got started is that um, this is more of like a personal, like follow, follow your gut. Follow the gut, the red flags that you have. Right now, if you're an agent, your, you know, your recruiter reached out to you and you're not hearing from your leader, that's a red flag. Or you're told to sell a product this way, but you have questions in the back of your mind knowing that, man, this is really probably not the best way to do it. Why are they telling me to bait and switch? Why are they telling me to lie to a client? Why are they telling me to not worry about, you know, underwriting? Why are they telling me not to worry about how much it costs or how much money they have? Why are they telling me to not ask questions? Like if you're being, you know, contained right now and you feel it and you're like, it's keeping you up at night, it's kind of churning you a bit. 
ask those questions or move because I had these questions for the longest time and eventually four months in, five months in, I was asking them, six months in, I'm being told shush, 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 don't bring those questions up. I'm asking people who were there, who we looked up to, who supposedly had the answers of success, have made the money, but they didn't have the answers for me. And they said, don't worry about that. Don't worry about feeding other people's family. Don't worry about other people. It's all about, it's all about you. Focus on yourself and your mindset. And you have these things and these feelings in your, in your gut, these butterflies that just don't sit right. Your ethics, your moral compass is off. And you need to not avoid that. If you're right now in a system where you can feel something's off, this is, has to be something's going on here. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to explain this, but I don't know what's going on here. You need to listen to that. And you need to ultimately remember that you're, you don't want to ruin your values, who you are as a person, and what your goals are and what your dreams are because someone told you to do something that you didn't believe in. And you don't want to get caught up in legal issues where you're doing things wrong for people, you're screwing people over, and then you're going to get fined. And even just put yourself in a position that you don't want to be into. So follow. Please follow your gut. It's a huge mistake that I missed at first, and I wish I had to listen to my gut faster because the minute that I did, I was liberated. I was free. I could finally see the truth. I could finally wipe away the fog from my eyes and not listen to people that were misguiding me. And I could go about my path and I can go about my journey and go about honoring my ethics and my core values and to build something for myself. And it was the best thing I ever did. The ninth thing that I would you know, really wish I knew is about the industry in itself. The industry is, is plagued with poor ethics, people who are greedy, people who are money hungry, people who don't give any Fs about you, who don't care about your success, who don't care about the clients, and all they're focused on is their pockets. And this isn't really, truly my mission is to change this, but clients are being screwed over because of the bad leadership. Clients are being taken advantage of because you're selling products that are the highest commission level but not best for people. Your upline and the leader that brought you in this does not care if Miss Betty is in the best position. Their upline or leader that brought you in this probably doesn't care how your family's doing or if you're actually making money. You're here part of their plan most of the time. And, you know, at the end of the day, the person that wins in the industry seems to be the person that's willing to screw over the most amount of people. And it's sad to say, but that's how the industry, the MLM, or these businesses have been made out to be. And I think the overall ethics of the industry are poor. When you're struggling, and you're making money, this is very dangerous for someone who comes in, who gives up their job, who's told to follow a leader, who has bad products underneath their, their fingertips, who has a lady who's vulnerable, who needs someone who's, you know, who's very emotional right now, and your rent is to be paid, what are most people gonna do when you're one sale away from probably paying your rent because your chargebacks have came in, because your lead flow has turned off, because you're in the hole and you've sacrificed everything and you have this dream for yourself. You promise friends and family that you're gonna build this badass business, that you're gonna change your life. What are you gonna do to Miss Betty when that opportunity arrives, when that one sale can make you maybe pay off that chargeback? Or that one sale can allow you to put $1,000 into your account? Or that one sale can allow you to be able to feed your family after promising your family you're gonna make this work after six months? What are you gonna do? And it's sad to say, but 90% of people, if I'm being honest, I've seen in front of my eyes, are willing to sacrifice their ethics and their integrity to screw over people. So be mindful. The heart of this industry needs to change, and I hope that you can find someone who can do that for you. And the last thing that I wanna share with you is that don't fall, number 10, is don't fall for the tricks. Don't fall for the, the Lamborghinis. Don't fall for the Airbnb pull-up, everyone's here selling deals. Don't fall for the Instagram stories of people in vacation making passive income. I promise you, it's fake. 
I promise you, it's fake. Okay, and I looked up to that. I saw, man, like, man, I would love to have that. Where I want, you know, to have this, and I'm on stage, and I've gotten this special jacket, or I've gotten this special plaque. I feel special. It's complete BS. It's a tool to keep people bought in. This little dangling carrot that sacrifices your dreams, your ethics, your integrity to one day I can have is completely fake. I've met with people who are doing 40, 50, I talk about this so often, making all this money on stage, but I've seen their bank accounts. I've seen people who've DM'd me saying, I've got the special jacket, but I don't have the money. I'm like, why are you flexing? Why are you showing off like you're doing well? Why are you acting this way when you know deep down that you're either doing something wrong or you're lying to yourself? So be mindful. Take that with a grain of salt as you progress in your career. Take that with some, hopefully, you know, transparency to want to change this for yourself. But I want to give you permission and I want to share with you that I've seen it. It's complete bull. It's complete dishonesty. It's this complete get rich quick scheme that's you know floating around in, in, in culture that is ruining the industry that you need to be, be aware of as a life insurance agent in 2024. I hope this video brought you guys value. I love you. I hope you can feel my heart because I want to serve you and provide an opportunity where you can make more money for your family, where you can actually learn the truth and you don't have to screw people over and you can continue to maintain your ethical core of who you are as a person and you can go into an industry where you can actually serve and help people and love people and care for people and make money to provide for your family. That's my mission for you. I hope this video and podcast brought you a ton of value. If you need anything, reach out. I love you guys. See you in the next one.